Stephen Marconi. Boy, did I. Johnson. Boy, that's something. No, we're looking forward to next Tuesday night. So when we have our show next week on Wednesday, yes. we will be able to talk all about the And you know who's going to be on next Wednesday? On our show? Yes. I love his name. Benji Rogers. I wish I had that. Wouldn't you like that better than Dave Filthy? With Steve Marconi? Now batting fourth, Benji, Benji Ro- playing right field. There goes the music. Did you just turn off the music? And our guitar player, Benji Rogers. It's <laughs> Benji. a great name. Yeah, it is. Great name. It's a great name. And you I have, have a great name. I haven't met him, though. Anyway, I'm jumping ahead. No, that's that's and fine. I and digress. I'm David Kirkfield. Yes, you are Professor Esteban Marconi. This is Correct. Music Biz 101 and more on Brave New Radio. We I'm talked sorry about for this. the abrupt yes. stop of the music. I got a little bit confused. For you a notice how we kept going because we're professionals. That's right. We get paid tremendous amounts of money for this. That's yeah, what you yeah. Do. This, Roll this with is what it. you got to do. Right. You don't tell me what I got to do. I know what I got to do. You're a lowly student. I'm a professor. Harsh. I know, and I don't have tenure, so you can just cut me out. It's almost over for me. So, Music Biz, one and more. We talk all about the biz. Yes. The music biz. we got a great show tonight, too. We assume we have a great show coming up. We can't guarantee it until it's done, and then we can rehash and say, Well, when you're show. at the helm. Well, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great show. certainly tonight. leaning towards a great show. You should know that you can uh, sign up for our newsletter and find out every week about what great show we are going to have, the impending greatness of the shows. MusicBiz101WP.com. Mm-hmm. Follow us on the Instagram, Facebook, the Twitter, at MusicBiz101WP. Go to Stitcher. SoundCloud, iTunes, follow our podcast because if you're not listening right now, you're listening to the podcast and we hope you look good today. I wonder how many people actually are listening. Uh, We don't know, do we? uh, I believe we're in the low millions. Is your wife listening? They did actually listen last week. I got home and they said, uh, we heard you on the radio today, Daddy. (laughs) God. That's been a slow (laughs) TV night. Then they made fun of the the guest too. Well, apparently our, our guest, Jim Leavitt, is going to have a conversation with his wife instead of having a conversation with us on the radio. Jim. Oh, I can't believe that. You caught me having a discussion with 
you with my wife. She wanted to hear what I was going to say to you. Oh, well, um, don't be like our other guests and, and drop F-bombs and, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, we've had that a couple. Who is it? Who's uh, the manager of KISS? No. Oh, yes. Uh, Doc McGee did Doc McGee kept, oh. <laughs> kept doing it. And we had somebody else who, number of, number of Harvey times. Leeds. Harvey Leeds was doing it. Yeah. And then they, then they look at us. And, um, they're they're like really good people you're talking about. So I know they can do it. I can do it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, you can because we know you're. Please, because they <laughs> believe it or not, the delay is broken at this college radio station. <laughs> so it's it's, it's on a delay, live. but it doesn't work. It's incredible. Yeah. So so that's the other guy you hear that that wonderful voice is Jim. Is it leave it or live it? Le Levitt. Levitt. It is Levitt. Yeah. Okay. The A, the A is silent. Oh, okay. Because my yeah, name is David P. My name is David P. And the H I L P is silent. So we have similar really? last names. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I was gonna, we were going to start the show There's with something this. Something about that. Yes, it's something. I've been working on that joke for months. Um, <laughs> we were going to play "Leave It" by Yes, which goes back to their Beverly Hills 90210 album from 1985 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you're old. Yeah, I know. I'm very. I'm much older than you. You wouldn't understand any of my humor. I won't bring up Bugs Bunny. <laughs> But um, so that's Jim. Jim is the synchronization and licensing director at Orchard. We're going to come back to you in 30 seconds. Is that all right, Jim? So we that's can fine. finish our biz. Okay. So look at that. He's got a voice for radio. We have in the studio with us Jess Frank. She is behind the microphone doing the producing, pushing up uh, modules and knobs and pushing buttons. And we're very excited to have Jess Frank. Jess Frank. Very excited to be here, guys. It's good to have you, yes. Jess. Yes. And, and Jim from afar. <laughs> Jim Levitt from afar. Uh -huh. Silent A. I bet you have two That's T's right. in your name. Which T is silent? The second one, of The course. second one, okay. okay. So <laughs> which may totally make sense. And we sense. have a student guest? We certainly do have a well, student guest. Well, sort of. Well, she just graduated. Her yes. name is Ashley O'Vara. And she was, yes, and <laughs> Ashley O'Vara made it. Thank you, everyone. I'm glad to be here. And Jim, the reason why we asked Ashley to be here, she graduated in May, music management major here at William Patterson University. Stellar and student. St she was an honor, honors student, straight yes, A student. Honors program. She went with us to Nashville, Maybe. Tennessee, and she did a lot of wonderful. She actually came, you, you were in the same room as her when we visited you at the Orchard back in April. Mm. I was going to ask if she was in the room with me when you well, visited. She was. You have breathed the, breathed the same molecules. And uh, by the way, uh, my mother, I'm sorry, my, I keep doing this. My wife, Dr. Stephen Marconi, my wife is listening. Ah. And she says uh, she wants you to know that. I, and this is the third time a week I've called her my There's mother. We have a million and one. <laughs> yes. yes. That yeah, it's not Freudian at all. <laughs> no, that, no, no, no. Jim, you call your wife your mother. It's, uh, it's like John Lennon called Yoko Ono mother all the time. So, right. so when I hang with Yoko, I call her mother, and she calls me John. Oh. So, um, so the reason we were talking about Ashley Jim Levitt with a silent yeah. A and a T, is Ashley recently applied for a gig at the Orchard. Uh-oh. Yes. Not and, with me. Yes. Not with you. No. Okay. Because uh, the, what is the name of the job that you went for? It's a uh, coordinator. Content coordinator. Content coordinator. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah. So we wanted uh, to create that connection between the two of you over the airwaves. Yes. Now I'm stuck. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So, basically, the job is hers, you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, that's what I do. We cornered you into that's right. Yeah, that's right. Now he's know, upset. You didn't know why you called in. That's right. He's uh, he's not using <laughs> F-bombs, but he's typing F-bombs to me in email. Oh, setup. I know. That was that was good. So, um, anyway, you'll be so impressed with her after this that you will call um, Jimmy Orchard. You'll call Angry Orchard right after this. And, uh, that's, no, that, that's different, but okay. Okay. Well, I've done my research, as you can tell. Hey. 
Everybody should come to Music Biz Live, which is produced by Mio, the music and entertainment organization, next Monday night, November 7th, here at William Patterson, the university. And we're going to record a live show next week, right, Doctor? Yes, with the panel. Yes, with a panel of five guests, including Rosie Lopez, president of Tommy Boy Entertainment, Tom Hefter, who's a director of VIP packages and et cetera, et cetera specialist there, uh, Ticketmaster, mm -hmm. Matt Young, Warner Music Artist Services, Caitlin Drozd, who's a director of talent, which means human resources at the Warner Music Group, and Lou Miscelli, who is in the band Palisades, who has multi-millions of streams on Spotify. Mm. And then this starts about 7.15. Our show will be over at 8.15. And then there's going to be about two hours of networking in the WP ballrooms. This is free. If you want to register, tweet us at MusicBiz101WP. We will send a link over to you to register. But it is free, so you can just go. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's really great. Maybe next year we'll have you we on the panel. It. We did it last oh, year. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's grown from last year. Yeah, last year actually we had about 160 students and we did record it, make it a podcast. Yeah. And it was an, and the networking was awesome for the students because I really got to meet a whole lot of people who they normally wouldn't get to meet. So it was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the world. Yes. And uh, just real quickly, thanks to the Music Biz Association for supporting us when we go back to Nashville in May. Thanks to Aaron Van Dyne and Van Dyne Bruno and White Hat Management for all their support. What helped bring us to Nashville? No. Did they bring us to Nashville or take us to Nashville? They we, weren't with us. They didn't get that. So they, you go. Yes, that's right. They gave us money, which enabled us to arrive in Nashville, <laughs> where Ashley's parents recently moved. Yes. And then thanks to Christine wow. Vey. Yes, Christine Vey of Oive Wealth Management. Call her, 732-455-1510, and she can make sure your money grows um, as if uh, President Trump had his hand on it. Yeah. So there we Whoa. go. Yes. So look at Whoa. that. We got political. A week from today, we will have, uh, as I mentioned, President Ivanka, and then uh, she will explain to us how the world works. But without any more ado. Sorry. Yes. That, that made me chuckle. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, there's no laughter allowed, Jim, on this show. This is serious music business. I it's, that. That's it's, why I had to apologize. It's right. It's not music fun. It's music business. So right. uh, Dr. Esteban Marconi and his yes. 67 years of experience is going to now grill our guest, Jim Levitt. Ah. Go ahead. I'm on the fire. All right, Jim. <laughs> yes. Well, we're getting plenty of tweets from our DIY musicians and songwriters and so on that really want to know about Here. sync and TV shows and so on and so forth. And they want to know with this uh, extension of Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and so on, is it easier for someone who doesn't necessarily have a hit to get a placement or not? You know, that's a great question. I mean, obviously there's more opportunity because there's more shows. I mean, I'm amazed at how much production's going on now. It used to be, and I've been doing this for a little bit of time. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's been at least 25 years that I've been mm. doing this. And uh, it's, it used to be there were seasons. You know, we yeah, had like a summer right. season and a, and a fall season. And when the fall season was over, they had repeats. And then they went into the summer shows. Now it's like there's, there's a constant barrage of productions going on. Mm -hmm. So for as far as production, as far as uh, TV goes, it's it's great. But that also means there's more of a glut of competition. I mean, it's, it's amazing how many things are out there. We have people in my company who actually look at uh, the wins that they get of things we've pitched. Mm -hmm. And... There are so many times we just, like, we shake our heads and go, how did they find that? Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
it's and and there's so much music there's so much uh, potential for licensing music yeah it's it's a great opportunity now to go out and do it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the whole idea is getting found yeah and is there any uh have you noticed any shortcuts at all with that you know it's really funny if i did i would have been doing them already <laughs> uh, there's uh, if if i, if I how do you say this e easy and not being blunt? But if there's if there was if there was a secret to it, the people who know it would be getting rich. I mean, obviously there's not because there's all sorts of people who are who are coming in, you know, getting uh, getting uh, placements that, you know, from small from small uh, <coughs> bands that uh, they were heard on a show, they were mm -hmm. heard on the internet, they were heard through YouTube. Um, you know how many times I get requests from people who said I was on YouTube and I heard a show a song and I saw your name attached to it. Mm -hmm. And that's how they contact us. Uh, it's amazing, right? Uh, right. Yeah, now the, the music. Uh, Go ahead. No, it's just it's just the way people search for songs now is so different. You know, with all the different streaming and uh, all the different streaming platforms and the different uh, and and the different ways of uh, of for showing your videos and things. It's amazing how uh, people are just finding new songs. So the music supervisors or the people that actually have the contract to do that placement in television shows, so on and so forth. They must have then a slew of people working for them who are constantly going through the Internet and looking it, for it, it new things. It all depends. I mean, some of these people have phenomenal memories and phenomenal, ah. back, you know, the things that are in people's heads. I know some directors who know songs that I, I used to pride myself on knowing obscure music, and these guys just beat me to a pulp. <laughs> wow! Yeah, I mean it's and 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 it's it, the the thing that's really amazing is is that I really think that people look for interesting music. Mm hmm. So it's like if you I've had people call me up and say, "Oh, I wrote a song and it sounds like this performer. Wouldn't that be good? Because that performer gets licensed. No, you sound like you. <laughs> and be interesting and make yourself, you know." Play with, play your passion, man, and make it work. Yeah, and that's what people are going to feel and see when they hear your music. Exactly. You know, but as I always say, and I this is the, I repeat this to everybody. So when they hear this, they go, they'll start mouthing it out. But when you're doing sync, you're putting a square peg in a square hole, and it's just a matter of finding the right song for the right placement. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you've got it, and sometimes you don't. And if you got it, good. Mm hmm. What other types of licensing uh, are hot right now? Uh, as far as as opposed to TV, um, yes, video games are always good because mm -hmm. there's a lot of them out there. It's trying to find the right people who can listen to your songs and get get uh, get it noticed again. I mean, it's I think it's even a little bit tougher with video games because they're uh, the people who produce them and the people who manufacture them aren't as open as a lot of the TV networks are as far as getting music, you know, to them or getting mm -hmm. people, you know. Uh, and I honestly don't know what they listen to. Yeah. Always, you know, it, it's funny. There's some big video games, and I get requests for a, a couple of songs. They're always, like, pretty big songs. And then, then I hear the, the songs they picked, and it's like, where'd they find that from? How'd they get that guy? I don't, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of opportunity with video games. There's a lot of opportunity in... Uh, uh, what else do we do? We do uh, film. We do commercials. Uh, international commercials too. I mean, there's you know, there's a whole world out there with advertising agencies. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. 
And I will say it's a little tougher in other net, in other in other countries, you know, from here trying to get people to hear your music. But all you need is one song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, getting back to the video games, we did have uh, a friend of ours that was on a few weeks ago. Who's a uh, actually he writes for video games, and he did a couple of the Spider-Man things and so on. And it was uh, very interesting the way. He talked about video being quite, the game being quite different than a TV show or something uh, that is totally linear versus a video game, which actually, if you lose and it stops and you go backwards and the, the amount of layers that are involved with writing uh, and using songs in, in the uh, game industry. And it was it was fascinating because I don't think you think of it that way, especially when you know you're just maybe a commonplace uh, gamer. Uh, but oh. the amount of minutes that are needed for any video game is astronomical because of the layers, and one person exactly. can't do it all. Oh yeah, uh, some of, some of these video games are like crazy with how many producers they have. You know, for for different genres that you you know, and they have experts in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it's it, it's a great it's a great field, but like I said, I don't. I, I wish I knew how people found these things because I'd be trying to sell some. You know, I'd be trying to push some of my smaller acts that you know don't get a lot of sync that I think should have should have some placement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how did you get started in this end of the business? Uh, how did I get started in this? You know, I was actually. Uh, I was working in records. I was in the record business for a long time, mm-hmm. and I was a, I was a product manager. Uh, I was uh, I was an international creative director for a label. I did all the artwork. I did all the uh, packaging. I did all the uh, videos. Mm. I just oversaw everything. I have no talent, so don't don't start thinking I'm special. <laughs> but it, um, and I was at a company that was closing. And I needed a job, and a friend of mine had an opening at a company that was called Chess Records. Mm-hmm. And she was, in the, she was the head of the publishing company, and she said, how'd you like to help push our catalog to film and TV? And I had no idea what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, sure, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I took the job, and, and the catalog was such an amazing catalog of, you know, Chuck Berry, Bo sure. Disney, Howlin' Wolf, sure. James, sure. Walter, sure. that, you know, people came to me. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. I mean, that was, you know, that was one of those things. So, and then it was very funny because they asked for a couple of well-known songs and I'd throw in a couple of not well-known songs that people would hear some of the newer, the other artists that we had. Um, and that never worked, but I always thought I was helping, like, push yeah. the smaller guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I did that for about 15 years. And uh, they got bought up and swallowed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up working at a uh, reggae label, VP Records, in uh, in Jamaica, Queens. And I worked in reggae for about four or five years. Did you know Aaron uh, Talbert? Yeah. Yeah, I used to work with him at Polygram. At v- and he was oh, a sure. Yeah. So I just wow. saw that, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he's still there. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's funny. He's okay. great. And, and speaking of uh, chess... And, uh, yeah, and then uh, one day, it was very funny, because when, when ARC, the publishing wing of chess, closed... I was looking at the want ads for a job, and they were saying must have five years digital distribution experience or digital marketing experience. And I, I kept thinking, what's digital marketing experience? <laughs> I wouldn't know what that was back then. 
And uh, so I, I got the job at VP, and uh, it's a little old school there. They do things pretty, you know, a little bit of everything there. And uh, I heard that there was an opening at the Orchard, and they hired me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's digital distribution is what we work in. And I thought, oh, this is great. I could finally get those five years of digital marketing and, and digital right. uh, <laughs> distribution experience. I'm thrilled. Right. And did you know what the orchard was at the time? Uh, I had an idea. I didn't mm-hmm. realize exactly how, you know, what it was that it's, you know, uh, for the for the record, the orchard is a very large digital distribution company of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put the songs in uh, all the major platforms for for streaming, for uh, downloads, for say for any any stores. Um, and we're an international. Uh, it's it's. We have offices in over twenty five countries. It's huge. And you're owned by Sony, right? But that was just a couple of years ago. So we we built ourselves up to be huge, and then they came in and made us huger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was finding, and how that company started as well as the others. It's finding that niche in the digital world that was not being fulfilled at the time. You know what? It, it was it was it was an opportunity that was waiting to happen. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was, you know, it's uh, it's it was a whole different business. Uh, even when the orchard started, I don't think they had a, they they expected it to become what it became. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sony also owns Red. So, yep. w- what's the difference between Red and the Orchard? Um, Red is a divi- Red is part of Sony. Now we're a part of Sony. We're just kind of, we're, we do a lot of the same things. But we do them a little bit differently. It's it's, it's a good question. I uh, you know I talk to them. We're we're a family. We all do a lot of the same things. We actually represent a few of the same artists and a few of the same labels for you know different types of distribution because we do digital and physical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we're uh, actually we work with them in a lot of we we're doing a lot of uh, joint ventures. Like we're starting to I'm trying to I'm working with with a few of their labels to help them get syncs. And, um, you know, so that's, that's basically where we're, we're kind of the same company, where the, but we're just a different division. Mm-hmm. Now, do you get, uh, do you have the reputation, let's say you in general, have the reputation where supervisors can call you or would call you and say, I'm looking for this type of song, et cetera, et cetera? Boy, do I have a reputation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So they I just, got a, I just got an email just at like five minutes of eight, and I went, "Oh, I better hurry up with this one because I gotta go grab that phone." Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that uh, we get we get a lot of that. We get uh, we usually average anywhere from four to ten requests a day mm-hmm. from all the major networks, major studios, uh, okay, some of the bigger video companies, video game companies. Uh, we get we. I also do compilations. You know, if there's a if there's a company that still wants to do a, a compilation of songs, I'll help you know oversee that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, yeah, no people people have been coming to us for a long time, and they you know, and when I went over there, they've known me for a while, so they you know they just keep following me wherever I go. So for the most part, is it that you that people seek out you like they come to the orchard to find 
um, an artist and to find the song, or do you have to actively seek out opportunities and licensing opportunities for the artists Both. that you represent? Both. Oh, is it about even, or would you say it's more one way or the other? Uh, I like to, I like to think that they reach out to me more than I reach out to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> But it, uh, it's, it's both. I mean, we're, if, if we don't hear from people, we get on their tush and say, hey, you know, haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're constantly doing email blasts of, uh, of new releases. If we sign a new label, a lot of times we'll send out a selection of some of their great songs. Uh, we're always trying to come up with new ways of getting people to notice us. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. And is there a trend that, uh, well, I think I hear a trend. But is there a trend that deep catalog isn't really as in demand today as uh, newer stuff? Uh, for I'm for sinking, getting, I'm constantly getting requests for for uh, some of the deep cat. Our catalog goes back to the twenties to today, yeah, yeah, and it goes all around the world. And we get requests. Uh, well, I've gotten requests for. Uh, Russian rap from the 90s, mm. uh, Japanese hip-hop. Uh, what was it? It was, a, it was a really weird request I got the other day for a song. Uh, oh, they, were, they wanted a specific rhythm for a song from the 20s. Mm. And we reached out to three different labels who have songs from the 20s, and they all came back saying, this rhythm didn't exist in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It was the beat from We Will Rock You by Queen. That was exactly what the, oh, you got that request. Yeah, yeah, got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. When, uh, when we were in, uh, a, little, a quick backstory, uh, we, we met originally because we have a class and we, uh, Ashley was with me, and we came in and visited you and your team at the Orchard back in the spring because we were working with an artist, Rob Fusari, who is signed right. for a distribution deal with the, art, uh, with the Orchard. And Rob is uh, a friend of, uh, of the music management program here at William Patterson. Graduate. The university and an alum, yes. Mm -hmm. And he's actually touring... Uh, in uh, the UK right now with ABC, the band ABC from the 80s. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's really cool. He's playing uh, keyboards with them, with the band, and then he opens up and the band backs him up. So mm. it's, it's, it's pretty very cool. cool. It's a very neat thing. So we came in to see you because we had a new single in this class, was working this single called Don't Let Love Down, which was played at the beginning of the show. We were working it at College Radio. And we uh, were talking with you about uh, sync synchronization opportunities for the song and you asked for things like stems and other things so can you kind of explain in a perfect world what do you receive from uh from a new artist or from a, a really a release so that you can maximize the opportunities for yourself and for the artist okay in a, in a perfect world you're saying okay yeah. when we get a request and and i guess i guess whatever you're doing a recording these days there are so many little uh, details that are important. Uh, we like to ask for all the stems, which are all the different tracks individually separate. And I'm not, mm, you know, and, and I've, I've only gotten a few requests for stems, but I know a lot of advertisers like to use stems for, they'll, they'll isolate one section of the song that they like, and they'll just keep repeating it, or they'll, they'll, they'll play it, they'll add it. I mean, don't forget a commercial's, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, so there's not a lot you can do. But um, So they'll, they'll ask for the stems. If you don't have all the individual parts, and some people don't, 
uh, it's a good idea to have the instrumentals and have them mastered and ready to go and have the acapellas, just the vocals isolated and mastered and ready to go. Mm. Um, just so that if they want to add them in, they can, they're EQ'd, they sound good, they sound just like the, mas- the, the finished product that the people were interested in in the first place. Um, another thing is lyrics. Boy, I love the, love the idea of having lyrics. If they're foreign language lyrics, give me the foreign language lyrics and give me the translations because nobody on TV will put anything in if it's a foreign language and they don't know what they're saying. Hmm. Um, another thing, I was just thinking about it. It just slipped my mind <laughs> when I got off of my little, uh, when I got off my uh, translations. Um, those are the, those are oh and the, and a really important thing and this is something you probably don't think about because if you're in a band and you're writing with somebody you think we love each other we're going to be friends forever mm. get something in writing and make sure you know what your splits are and you all agree on what all the terms are wow uh, yes yes we we talk I about mean, that. I mean I hate to, I hate to be a jerk about it and tell you that there are people who you're friends with right now that you probably won't like in a couple of months for an artistic reason and all of a sudden somebody's going to say I like your song and you're going to say well, I did 90% of it, and he should get 10%. And he goes, what are you talking about? I did 63% of it, and you should get 27%. And mm-hmm. this goes on, and, and and it's bad. Get everything written down on paper and get agreements from everybody that everybody agrees what their parts are and what they do and what they should be receiving if something good happens. Mm-hmm. 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 <coughs> um, we do have a, a tweet for you, and this is from... Uh-oh. Okay, and Ashley's going to read this to you. This is from at Chrissy Music. She said, how do I pursue sync licensing opportunities? Yeah, for the DIY artists, what do you think? Wow. It's a good question. It's a tough question because a lot of what I do, like you were saying before, is relationships with, with supervisors that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is there's, there's a couple of different things you can do. I mean, you can, you can start sending out emails to, you know, to, I, I, I hate to say, you know, uh, Go to a blind call out to like 12 music supervisors and see if anybody get back to you. Mm-hmm. And you never know. In five years, somebody may come back and say, well, you, did, you sent me a song a couple of years ago. I really liked it. Uh, you know what? I want to use it somewhere. You never know. But all the music supervisors will hate me for saying that. So um, a lot of it is getting out to meet people. And if you're a member, if you're, if you're a publisher, if you have your songs published, and if you're a member of a performance right organization, it's a good idea to pay attention to those, you know, go meet the people at BMI and ASCAP and things like that and get a, get a sense about what they, you know, what they do as far as uh, helping out with getting your music pitched. Or they won't, they won't pitch your songs, but they may have a, a meeting or something. They may have one of their, uh, you know, one of their uh, events where they bring in music supervisors where you can meet some people or you can talk to, talk to people, you know, at different uh different functions that they have and you'll never know who you're going to meet all of a sudden it's uh if boy it's 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 kind of a tough call because there's so many different outlets out there but a lot of it is don't give up and just reach out to you know to to as many people as you can i don't you know there's read all the trades read everything you can to find out who's doing what Mm -hmm. yeah Ashley Overa has a follow-up tweet to that question. <laughs> yes, Uh-oh. along Uh-oh. those same lines, um, John eighteen ninety seven would like to know. Ah, one of my favorites. <laughs> He's very old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do the producers of TV shows and commercials prefer music created by signed artists as opposed to you know independent artists just getting started? They prefer 
they prefer the song that they really want to put in their show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice if you're signed because then it actually proves that other people like your music and that may make people feel good. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's all sorts of instances you hear of people who, you know, put out a song and plus you know did a did a put it on youtube or put it up on you know in in some some fashion through somewhere that it got played and somebody heard it Mm -hmm. you know that's the real trick is to getting your songs heard didn't uh wasn't it i was trying to think for the internet wasn't it the fray Um, didn't chop shop have something to do with that Mm -hmm. discovered the fray or something that was the first yeah and got it into uh no one no one Yeah. yeah Yeah, uh, well, you know, there are are a few companies out there that love priding themselves on finding new material and finding new artists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and and the thing is, I think they like to do it organically. They like to find it. Ah, yeah. They like to hear it. Oh, wow, I just heard that, you know. And and they do have other, they have a bunch of people in that company. And, you know, a few, there's a couple of those companies. And they have people, and they're constantly trying to find that next thing that nobody knows about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What if, um, let's let's say, uh, I'm 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 the band or I'm I'm an indie label signed to the Orchard and we you know provide a whole bunch of stuff to you and and we you know say we'd love to get some of this stuff earmarked for any sync opportunities. Um, I know you you mentioned a lot of things coming into you, but when you're doing your outgoing pitches. How how does a pitch sound? What are you saying? What are you, whether it's an email or whether it's actually an actual verbal pitch? Is it all over the phone? Is it mostly email? Are you having face to face meetings? How does that whole uh, system work for you? Mostly a pitch is an email these days. Every now and then I'll get a phone call. I love getting the phone calls because <laughs> then I can ask all my questions and and talk and get the wheels spinning while I'm well while, while they're giving me their ideas. But the things that they're the things that a pitch will include, or a phone call, would be um, obviously if they have a song that they can't afford, or they there's just something wrong about it that they want to replace a song, they'll tell us a song, and they'll say we need a replacement, and the reason why. It's got too many words in it. It's 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 too loud. It's the 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 vibe is right, but the lyrics are wrong. Whatever they're whatever they're looking for, you know. So. Uh, They'll they'll give you a little sense about what they're looking for. If it's a if it's a fresh new uh, new pitch, they'll say, "Hey, I'm looking for a song. It's got to have." And then they'll have a they'll have genre, they'll have beats, they'll have uh, feelings, they'll have keywords that they're looking for that they just think you know the song represents. They'll also include in that uh, the territories that it's going to, the time that they need. You know that the, the uh, they can include. The time that they're looking for, you know, we just need a 30-second spot. It's nothing. It's, you know, uh, they'll tell um, how long they want to use it for. If they're looking for a festival license for a year, or they're looking for a perpetuity forever and a day. Uh, they'll give you all the terms that they're looking for, how much money they have in a budget. And that helps pick a song. You know, uh, a lot of times when we're dealing, because we're dealing primarily with masters. So we just control the masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're dealing with uh, a sync license, you're dealing with both the, the master, which is the actual recording, and the publishing, which is the composition. It's the words, the lyrics, the melody. Mm-hmm. So when we're dealing, we're usually dealing primarily with the master. And if we know that there's a publishing company and some of the publishing companies don't like to go for low money, we'll say, well, we can't use the song because it's not, this publisher won't do it. And, you know, 
if we have to license something, the publisher has to license it too. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to agree on fees and terms, and they agree on everything. So it's not, it's not as easy as just calling me up and saying, hey, let's do it. It's calling me up and calling somebody else up, and then me saying, well, what are we doing this, and what are they doing? And then them calling up going, well, what are they doing, and what are we doing? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a matter of, like, figuring out what everybody, you know, getting everybody coordinated. So it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. Now, are the fees usually the same for the master use and for, this, uh, for the publishing? Or you can- like to believe so. Uh, it mm-hmm. depends what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, I, I got I got a request once for a cover, and they said that the publisher wanted a ton of money, and can you take no money? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, I'll take some money. And <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, I mean, you, you you have to you have to make agree you have to make some concessions somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if somebody's covering a big song uh, and they like the version that they did, which is really popular these days, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. dealing then with a publisher who has a really popular song and they want to get paid for it. So, you know, it's it's different than right. me who's got a cover of the song that maybe two or three people have heard. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when does it take place that you see on some TV shows and sometimes uh, when a master's playing as part of the the show's soundtrack, there's a, a sort of a Shazam in the left-hand corner. They tell you the name of the recording and uh, et cetera. They tell you the metadata, whatever they tell you on that. Is that something that you can request, let's say, if you um, if the Orchard has a big stake in the, in, you know, in the song itself? It's actually to the production more than anything. I can request it, but if they don't do it, they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I like to do it, especially like in uh, like an extreme film, an extreme sports film or something, where if it's a low budget that they're working on, but it's you know, uh, and they want to, they have a couple of different songs. I'll say, hey, could you, you know, is it possible? I mean, you're not going to show this in a theater. You're not going to, you know, is it possible to pull a little Chiron with some information about the about the song on the side? Mm-hmm. Some say yes, some say no. Mm. Mm-hmm. Everything's up for everything's up for agreement, but it's all what the production eventually does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in getting permissions, you mentioned how you uh, there there are two sides to a sync. There's the master side and the publishing side. How many times do you actually need to go to the artist management to get approval for the use of this song? Do you or do you have uh, basically uh, carte blanche to do it as long as it's not no. like with tobacco or a sex sex type product? We work. We work. Okay, at the orchard. Once again, this is interesting because this this is what makes the orchard different than let's say a record label. We're a distributor. We represent a lot of different labels, and I can't license, I won't license anything unless the label approves everything, all the terms, and uh, and they sign off on it. And they so um, I have to get permission for everything I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the, some labels just have to call the artist and get the approval. Some labels have carte blanche. Some, you know, publishers have to call the writers. You know, a lot of times if it's a writer in particular who doesn't like, you know, let's say they're a vegetarian and they don't want any, you know, they don't want anything to do with meat in their songs. Mm-hmm. And a burger chain calls up and says, hey, I want to put that song in. And they, you know, you have right. to call the writer and say, look, it's a burger chain. He goes, I hate meat. No, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Simple. Mm-hmm. What do you do with? And it's a, amazing that a lot of people will turn down. You know, I mean, people will turn down a lot of money for their for their principles of that. And there's not that you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But 
that has happened. I've heard stories of like, you know, six figures just, you know, saying, no, I don't want to do it. I, uh-huh. What I stand for. And that's great. So what about um, a hip hop song that might have 10 publishers? Uh, then it gets very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> samples. I mean, once again, and things you can tell people, if you can avoid samples or if you can get the sample pre-cleared, you know, that's always a good thing. But if you've got 10 publishers and 13 writers and splits, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's got 10% and somebody's got 3.2% and so, you know, it, it gets really silly and sticky. Uh, I know music supervisors are cut out to do that and some of them love to roll up their sleeves and try to get it all cleared. And some of them try to avoid it like the plague. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, um, Ashley, why don't you ask your question? Okay. It, it's it's more about the orchard than than the sink part, but it's still. Oh, is this bad. part of your job? Is this part of your job interview? No, <laughs> no. Okay. All right. I mean, sure. Depending on how it goes, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. If you like the question, yes, then yes, it like is. It. All right. All right. Cool. Um, so I was just wondering, what does it take to get a distribution deal with the orchard? I mean, you guys don't just accept anyone. So how does it? How does a person with their you know with a new album get a distribution deal with the orchard? That's a great question. Um, the one thing about, uh, and, 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 and you know, the funny answer is on my end is I don't do much of that, so I don't really know what the answer is, but I know that they do like the things that are important with, with getting a distribution deal. And this is for almost anything is having, uh, having a vision of, you know, what you're doing in the year, uh, what kind of setup, what kind of marketing you're planning on doing, what kind of promotion you're planning on doing, how you're planning on making your record sell. And, and it's important to have all those things together before you go to a distributor. What The Orchard does is put songs into these various shops, and, you know, it's up to the record label to take a lot of that, you know, to move, to get people to notice the fact that they're in the shops. Right. So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a good, it's good to have a good organization with you and a good setup and a good understanding of, you know, where you want to go and a good vision of how you expect to attain your success with the with the different uh, with your acts. I mean, it's it's uh, we're just a cog in the whole machine. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when we came in last year with um, the the single from Rob Fusari. You guys like we sat down with all you guys and we had our plan, but you guys were actually super helpful in terms of all the different outlets and how to do it. So it's kind of like a group effort, I suppose. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and how to and how you, how you get signed in. Uh, I don't, I don't do it. I honestly. You know, they'll call me up and say, "Hey, I've got this. Band, I got this new label here, and you can push it for sync." I go, "Great, thanks." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what about foreign or international? Let's say that uh, there is a song across your desk that um, you know would be great in the Italian market or the France French market, and so on. Uh, what would take place then, so that that would then be licensed over in France or whatever? It's a, it's a, that's actually a great question, and, and you know it's really funny because we only get limited amount of requests for uh, other territories because there isn't as much production as there is here, obviously. Uh, that you know that want to use our music, but I have some international reps who uh, who work in different countries mm-hmm. for us, and they're reaching out to different you know they're reaching out to different productions in different territories to say, hey, you know we've got this song in a French. TV show. We've got a. I got one today for a Spanish TV commercial, uh, and that was just a, a rep that we have who does it. 
Mm-hmm. So we have other people outside of the outside of the office who can help us, you know, go into other markets to get uh, possible things. Yeah, I was thinking of a song that um, just never got any legs in America, but you then somebody said, "Boy, this would be great in Germany, though, because of what's happening in Germany, whether it be electronic or dance or whomever." And uh, then there's a you know there could be a possible shot at this being a success over there. So you're saying that there are international... Well, are you talking about for SYNC or for just in general, for getting out there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for SYNC? No, for the... You know, like I said, I have my SYNC people, and the Orchid yeah. has offices all over that can help, you know, get people to notice things that are going on. Right. Yeah, I was thinking more of a SYNC, like, a, like you know, a German show that might be of a club dance... Uh, Scene and so on, and the record has done nothing here, but you know it would be perfect or great over there. For well, we that have we thing. have reps in different countries, and uh, it, it, that's that's an interesting pro, uh, prospect because I don't do it that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's worth a shot. I mean, I, as I, I I told somebody today, anytime we have something that's syncable that you know gets a lot of <laughs> gets a lot of notice, I'll jump on it anywhere I can. It's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are are you reading like Variety uh, magazine or Variety dot com or looking at IMDb Pro and looking at different films, for example, that may be in production, so that you can kind of get the the gears rolling and maybe do a little homework and see who might be the music supervisor for that film, so you can pitch them. Right. We we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. We have uh, we have uh, everybody laughs at me because I say we got a new we got a new do a new spreadsheet because uh, I'm constantly putting up spreadsheets of. Things in production and mm. TV shows and commercials that we should be, you know, uh, agencies and what what people, you know, what uh, what products they represent and all sorts of things. I'm constantly like trying to find out who's got as much, you know, try to find as many de- areas as we can and different roads we can go down to find the answers to how we can get to these people. Mm. So, from your perspective, as it relates to the 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 breadth of catalog that the Orchard represents, you love. The more people they sign, the better. The more music under the Orchard umbrella, the better, because it just gives you more options when opportunities come in. Is that a good statement? It's not a bad statement. <laughs> Did I say it with a with a nice, <laughs> sexy voice? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like the way you said. Yeah, no, that was good. That was good. Thanks, 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 uh, thanks Jim. <laughs> uh, you know, we have we first two things. Two things that are important is we uh, don't represent every song in the label in the in the company. We only represent song, uh, labels that have requested that they work with us in sync. Mm. So it's an option. It's just you know we have a few things that are options, and they're very few, but we're one of them. That not everybody can do it, and a lot of people go to independent sync representatives from other companies. And then I can't you know if somebody calls me up and says, "Do you have this song?" I say, "No, you have to go there." And I don't mind telling people where to go for that because, you know, they know I'm straight up and hopefully when they're looking for another song, they'll call me back. Mm-hmm. But uh, if we have, uh, I, I love the fact that we have almost anything you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Any genre. So if they need a Western or, uh, or, or rock or disco or 1920s. instrumental, whatever, you have right. something that can fit, fit, you know, fill the Yeah, bill. I mean, we get, we get the... We get requests all the time for, you know, Indonesian music or 
uh, what was it, uh, um, you know, pop music from Germany in the 50s. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, just just question, you know, and request for songs, and you go, why are they even looking for this? Right. Uh, I got a I got a request for Bolivian hip hop. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit since we're running out of time about fee structure. So with this, how does the orchard earn the money and, and uh, what sort of the structure? And you know, not with numbers per se, but just how does it work? We have uh, we have uh, splits that if we get something, we get a piece, and the label will get a piece. Okay, so you get do you get a piece on um, on the use in terms of how wide the use is? Would be your fee would be greater than if it was just a small indie documentary about a chair or something? <laughs> if it's a small indie documentary about a chair and the fee for the use is phenomenal, then. We'll make phenomenal money. We make we make whatever you know. We we, we get what we get. We uh, so whatever we negotiate for a rate for anything, we'll you know we have to make sure that the label approves of it, and mm -hmm. then we take our piece, and then the label gets their piece. Right. Right. Is, oh, sorry. No, Is there a certain um, channel like? Would it be it TV or say it's a movie or, you know, we talked about video games. Is there a one or the other more lucrative when it comes to sync or licensing deals? TV, film, video game. Yeah, definitely. like what's the most? Uh, TV advertising, yeah. movie trailers are usually higher fees than doing a TV. You know, it, it, actually the easiest thing to notice is the songs that the, the, the when you have fewer placements, so, you know, a TV commercial usually has one song in it or two songs. A TV trailer has, you know, a movie trailer might have one, maybe two songs. You know, meanwhile, a film, although the budget's bigger, it may have 30 songs in it. Mm. So, you know, the rates are uh, usually when you've got uh, one focus track as opposed to a bunch of different tracks in the whole, in the whole operation, uh, your fees will be better. Mm -hmm. But that's not even guaranteed anymore. Mm-hmm. But I just gave away the secret, yeah, so. Yeah, well, then there are shows like, uh, last night I was watching Atlanta, and I was just noticing how many different, you know, hip-hop songs they were using in yeah. that 30 minutes. Yeah, and that's, that's and, and then you multiply that by 10 or 12 or how many episodes they have sure. in a season. Yeah. And that's a lot of money to put, you know, that's a lot of budget for music, so obviously the the fees aren't going to be as high as while well, we're doing one song mm -hmm. in one spot. Mm -hmm. Right, and I'd imagine the brand probably has to do with it too, like Coca Cola commercial versus you know a local commercial or something. Yeah, uh, the bigger the bigger major products, uh, but that that that'll surprise you too. And there's there's so many different options now for what you can do with a spot. You can you can put it in theatrical, you can put it in television, you mm. can put it on the internet. Or you can only do only one of those, or there are so many different options. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now there are so many, you know, there's so many different avail there are so many different uh, placements for spot for TV commercial for commercial. Well, they're not even TV commercials anymore. But there are so many different opportunities, and the more opportunities that are there, technically, you should be able to get more money for the more uses. Mm -hmm. uh, now, would would ABC pay higher than FX? Uh, you know, I mean, a show on ABC you know versus a show on FX. You know what? It all depends. That all depends. 
I've seen I've seen a couple of shows, and a lot of that was uh, a lot of it is the the song, and if they really wanted, and you know how famous it is, mm. but um, it really depends on the production. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, about two minutes left. One real quick question: What is your adv- advice to the indie artist who is asked somehow gets that magical lightning in a bottle, and and can can license their song uh, for a sync usage? But the company says, we don't have any budget, but let me tell you, you're going to get some great exposure. What is your advice to that artist? Do they do it? Do they not? Because obviously they're uh, under you know, tons of pressure. You know, that's, that's, such a, that's such a personal choice there, but I hate the idea of giving anything away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my, fir- my first question always is, is, are you making money on this? Mm-hmm. Oh, to, to I the mean, person if you're making who's... money, I should make money if you're using it on my product. You know, anytime yeah. you're going to use yeah. my product... To make money, you should pay me. Mm-hmm. And 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 I really, I, I almost resent the fact that somebody is saying, "Oh, we just spent fifty million dollars on a film. Yeah. And we don't have any more money. Can we use your song for free?" Right. No. Always, <laughs> right. Music is always last. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because we play yeah. instruments. And I get that. I get a lot of that. And it's yeah. like uh, we've got nine dollars left to license a song. Can we use it? Yeah. No, you can't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Well, that, yeah. that's good. I mean, that was a great way because uh, I used to work for Universal Music Group and we would get that all the time because I was in the uh, Universal Music Enter, Enter Prizes, Enter, UME. I forget what the E stood for now. But, um, yeah, we UME. Were, yeah, we were very much involved in licensing. We had a sync division and then I was involved in licensing music for compilation CDs and download campaigns. And we would get a lot of those companies coming to us and wanting to license our music but we won't pay for it but you'll get exposure so that's yeah oh boy i need exposure thank you yeah, i know <laughs> but and why you got why am i going to get exposure from you yeah, ex- yeah. Ex- exactly but well, that's um, right. you're going to have a hit movie why don't you give me the money then yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah exactly well we need to leave it there because um we're out of time and father time does not wait for no man or you or, or, or me that yes, yes. That, that is truth um, so Jim Levitt with a silent A and a silent T, the second T. We want to thank T. you for yes, the second T. That's what I said. We want to thank right. you, Jim Levitt, for being on right. the air. Jim Levitt, Yay. great. There we go. Synchronization licensing director at the Orchard. Woo. Yes, and we want to thank Ashley Overa for applying to the Orchard for that coordinator. What's the position again, Ashley? Content coordinator. Content coordinator, Ashley Overa, the future content coordinator at the Orchard, because. <laughs> of the bond created between Jim Levitt and Ashley Overa. So thank you, Jim. Thank you, Ashley, for being here tonight. Thank you to Jess Frank for producing this whole thing. Jess Frank, making it happen. That's what she does. <laughs> and we want to thank Dr. Esteban Marconi. And, of course, my co-host. And we want to tell everyone we will not uh, hear you, see you, feel you again until next Wednesday. So please get out and vote. Yes. Yeah. Next Tuesday. Vote. Very don't, important. Don't care who you vote for. We kind of no, do, but we won't vote. tell you. But def- definitely vote. <laughs> and so tune in next Wednesday. And if you're in the New Jer- northern New Jersey area, Monday night, come to William Patterson University at 7.15. Um, yeah, 7.15. And uh, <laughs> we're going to do Music Biz 101 and more live. Right. And next week, our guest is... Benji Rogers. That guy with a great Music. name. That's yep, right. That's right. And after that, Jack... Benji uh, Rogers. Uh, Jake Ottman, after that, VP of Warner Chapel. So that'll be very cool. Oh, so good. thank you again, Jim. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Dr. Esteban. Thank you, Jess Frank. Thank you, Phil. And at the end of every show, we do not say hello because that would be silly. Instead, you know what we say, Ashley, at the end of every show? What? We say, Adios!
You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. 